live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Major Jamie Satterley, and here with me is the production coordinator for the publications department, Michelle Katsaris. How are you doing today, Michelle? Good. How are you doing? I am doing okay. Sun is shining. Beautiful day. So uh, I'm excited about today's podcast where we're going to be sharing Michelle's interview with a Christian blogger, Clarissa Martinez. Michelle, can you tell us a little bit about who uh, Clarissa is and a little bit about her blog? Yeah, so um, I actually just did a big Google search on Christian influencers. I find that whenever I do that, I tend to get a whole bunch of names I'd never heard of, and Clarissa was one of them. And when I stumbled upon her blog, I was obsessed with it. I love fashion blogs and lifestyle blogs, and Clarissa's just had that whole feel. And yet she was mostly talking about her walk with God, which is really caught me off guard because sometimes Christian blogs can kind of just not look aesthetically pleasing all the time, but hers did. So she was able to mix her love of fashion and her life and her family and her friends all while still, you know, contributing her writings to God. And it's called The Life of Clarissa. And you can just Google it or go to lifeofclarissa.com and you can learn so much more about her and her story. Um, Her story is, I feel like, very relatable. You know, she didn't have this one day everything just fell apart and she found Jesus. She kind of found him multiple times throughout her life um, when she was a kid and then, you know, kind of preteen, but then really that solidified the relationship when she was an adult as all adults learn new adults, adulting is hard. (laughs) And so she found him at like the really right time in her life. And since then she's just grown in her walk with him and she's grown as a person and she shares all of that on her website and on her social medias. That's awesome. Influencer culture is such a huge thing uh, in society today. And so um, we always love when we can find influencers who use their influence uh, for more than just building their own brand, but also for building the kingdom of God. So I'm excited to hear what Clarissa has to say. So listeners, stick with us uh, and listen to how Clarissa is using her platform to spread the message of the gospel. Okay, so thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I always feel like this is such a broad question. Um, So long story short, I am a Houston native, um, 24-year-old girl. Um, (laughs) I am currently in grad school. I am studying behavior analysis, and I really want to work with children and adults with autism and with developmental disabilities. That's just where my heart is. Um, But aside from that, I am a Christian. I am a blogger and I just love to share my passions and encourage people in any way that I can. Definitely. And you mentioned you were a blogger. So your life is your life. (laughs) Your blog is called The Life of Clarissa. (laughs) Um, Tell us about that. How did you get started? What made you want to start? What do you post? Tell us the whole spiel. Sure. So I feel like there was kind of two different paths that led perfectly to the birth of The Life of Clarissa. So I can't remember what age I was, but um, maybe it was sometime in my 20s. I started to really have a passion, um, just for coffee, coffee shops. It just started to become a 
source of just happiness for me. And so that started to become a passion and something that I've always really just enjoyed is makeup and skincare. And I would always have my friends asking me like products to use. And I knew that I'm like, okay, if these people are asking me for product recommendations, like maybe, you know, I know what I'm talking about and I just don't realize it. And then I've always, always been the person that has loved to just encourage and uplift people. If anyone's going through a hard time, I love being the person that they talk to and just kind of help encourage them. So I was just kind of like, okay, I like all of these things. And how can I combine this together and have this be something that reaches people beyond just people that I see every day or people that know me now? And so that was kind of something that started to build, started to kind of, um, there was like a seed planted there. And then I moved to Austin. So I went to the University of Texas in Austin for my undergrad and I studied psychology there. And so when I moved out there, well, one, Austin is coffee shops galore. So I was like in heaven there and I was like, okay, this would be a great time to, you know, start my blog. Um, But on top of that, I was actually in a really weird transition season because I've never... I had never been away from my family and I um, was actually going through a really hard breakup at the time. So it was just a big season of growth and it just kind of happened. I was like, okay, I have all this time. I'm in a new city. There's a lot of coffee shops here. I don't know much people. Um, So I have a lot of time on my hands and this is something that I've been thinking about. So let me just start it. Like there's nothing really holding me back now. And yeah, it just kind of started and built it from there. That's awesome. And what year was that? That was 2017. Okay. So right at like the cusp of like influencers and social media marketing. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It was so crazy that There's just so many little like confirmations um, that I feel like I've received along the way. And I definitely do not think it's a coincidence that I started at the time that I did, because like you said, it was like prime time influencers kind of like I feel like it's slowly getting bigger. But that's was that was when it was starting. And whenever I would go to events and I would go meet people, I was usually the youngest person there. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm like kind of ahead of the game in a way. Like maybe, you know, obviously like God just set it up for me really well. Um, But it was just kind of cool the way that things align and the way that it all just came to be. Definitely. And do you ever get scared to share your experiences with religion or faith online? Honestly, absolutely. And I wish that it didn't scare me, but... I think there's really a lot that goes into it. Um, At first, I didn't really think about it too much. And I just kind of did it because I knew that he wanted me to encourage people on Instagram. Like that was my calling. And that's what I'm supposed to do on there. So for a while, that passion just kind of was my drive. And I didn't really think about what people thought. But somewhere along the way, I feel like I started to kind of begin to overthink things that I said and 
there's always a chance to get misunderstood. And I think that's where a lot of pressure kind of comes from because, you know, you're always thinking, what if I say this and they think Christianity is bad because I said this wrong. And it's just kind of, I would say it's an ongoing um, struggle, truthfully. But there was something that I was listening to an interview with Lauren Daigle once, and she said that um, she kind of was talking about what it's like to be on a platform and have a lot of people looking at you and listening to you. And she said that when you're in a position like that, you have to have the courage to be misunderstood. And that was something that kind of really stuck with me because she's absolutely right. You have to kind of come to terms with that. Like we're not perfect. We're not going to say things perfectly. Some people may not like things that we say and we will, you know, maybe not do the best here and there, but at the end of the day, you know, we're trying and our heart is in the right place. And, you know, there's always grace in that. And, you know, God will, you know, redeem and fix things where he feels is fitting. But I think it's just, we can't let that take us. So we can't let that keep, keep us back from trying. So that's kind of something that I had to remind myself. And even still recently, like whenever I started grad school and I'm in a group of new people that I don't know, and it's only 10 of us. So it's like very tight knit. And they all started following my Instagram and I had to kind of, um, re it was kind of like, okay, you're starting over the struggle with getting scared to like share your faith again, because now there's these new eyes on you and you see them, you know, multiple times a week and you know that they're looking at you. And it was definitely, it was definitely a struggle and I've had to really just pray through it a lot. And just like right now has been a big season of me learning to one, not hold back at all and just kind of be um, embrace who I am and not shy away from my faith. And it's definitely a challenge, but we can't, you know, if we let that fear hold us back, then, you know, the enemy wins and people don't get to hear about God and what he's done for us. So it's just, you have to really, you know, pick up your cross every day, pray about it and pray that, you know, God would give you the words and the courage to continue to do what he has called you to do. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you, you also kind of already started this, but when someone is negative or these hateful comments, whether it's in person or online, how do you handle that? Honestly, luckily I have not experienced that a lot. And I, yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's amazing because I truthfully am very sensitive to words. My love language is words of affirmation. So like words are, words are a very big deal to me. So luckily I haven't, I mean, that's not to say that people aren't saying things, you know, offline when I'm not around. And I, I'm absolutely sure that that happens. You know, I don't want to be naive to that, but I honestly can't think of a time that somebody really, um, just kind of said something aggressive or rude to me online. Maybe it's because I'm still, um, what they would consider a micro influencer. So I'm still a little Mm -hmm. bit on the smaller scale. Mm -hmm. Um, but something that I'm kind of having to, I guess, in a sense, prep myself for is, you know, that will happen. The more that I talk about it and, you know, if God allows my page to grow and to reach more people, I know that that is something that is going to happen. And I think that 
what's really important to fight that and what I've just heard other people talk about is just, I think it all comes back to identity and knowing what your identity is and just honestly showing yourself grace too. And whenever you, maybe you mess up and somebody criticizes what you did, you have to just kind of own up to that. Like, okay, you know, maybe I could have done that better, but you know, there's always next time. As far as identity, I feel like if you have your identity rooted in, you know, the who God says that we are, ne- the negativity and criticism won't shake you as much. But that's not to say that the words still won't hurt. You know, I'm sure that day will come and it is going to hurt and I am going to have to, you know, work through that. But I think it's just constantly reminding yourself of just who God says that you are and the capabilities and the gifts that he has given you. So, yeah, I mean, if anything, honestly, criticism wise, I would say, you know, they always say you're your worst critic. So um, I have to kind of walk through that just on my own in my own thoughts. And that's kind of how I navigate that. Okay. So can you go ahead and tell us how did you find God? Um, so I feel like there was two, there's kind of two ways that I did. So I, grew up in the church. So in a sense, I always knew God, but I think since it was when you're, I don't know. I think when you're young, it's obviously a little different. Um, there's just certain things you don't understand. And so I always grew up, grew up in the church, you know, did the best that I could to live, um, you know, faithfully and live as a Christian. But once I, started going to high school, I kind of went off the path a little bit and started just living for myself, doing what I wanted to do. Um, just doing stuff that just, you know, high school kids do. And, (laughs) um, that definitely took me off my path a little bit and that lasted for a while. Um, even when I went to Austin for undergrad, there was, definitely a period of time where I think that I really lost myself. And part of that contributes to um, me being alone for the first time and not knowing how to navigate that. And then um, on top of that, going through a breakup. So there's just like so much grief. And I think that it was a lot of transitioning at one time and a lot of change. I didn't know how to handle it. So um, I mean, truthfully, I turned to alcohol to kind of suppress my emotions. And I, in the back of my head, knew that this wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And there was always that kind of like conviction there. But it was, it it took a little bit, because I was really just trying to figure out how do I like deal with everything that I'm facing right now. And I know that the way that I'm dealing with it isn't great. And I would slowly start to watch, um, you know, sermons at home. Like I was kind of like half in the door, half out. I was watching sermons at home. I was praying. I was working on my relationship with God. But then, you know, on the weekends, totally different story. I'm I'm doing what I want to do, suppressing my emotions in, you know, any way that I could. So I would say when this shift happened, um, it was actually through through Instagram, I think. And I met someone for coffee 
And she, and I was still looking for a church out in Austin. I was trying and nothing was just no, nowhere felt like home yet. Nothing was like standing out to me. And I was trying all these churches and it was just kind of like, I don't even know where I'm going to go to church here. So I meet someone for coffee and it turns out that her husband was a pastor. So we kind of start talking about our faith and I, I tell her how I go to Hope City and I start talking to her about Jeremy Foster and she was just like, oh my gosh, like Jeremy Foster, like the Fosters. And I told her yes. And she turns out that they are really close with the fam- the Fosters and that Jeremy Foster helped her husband and her father-in-law launch the church that they had in Austin. And immediately when she started saying that, I like felt something like just I wanted to get emotional because I knew that this was, you know, this was supposed to happen. And so she ended up inviting me to church and it ended up being my home church. And they, that church, like saved my life. Honestly, everything, the people there are amazing. The pastors are amazing. And I feel like it just all happened at the perfect time. And they really, they created such a safe space for me to talk about, you know, what I was struggling with in a very honest and raw way. And they, they helped me. And so I would say that was probably like a really defining turning point for me was finding that church and then just kind of um, going through the layers of pain that I was suppressing for so long and fully dedicating my life um, to God and not to myself anymore. So yeah, um, it's kind of hard to explain, but I would say that I always knew God, but then I lost my way. And then whenever I was in my 20s in Austin, I kind of had like a, I feel like rebirth is a strange word, but like a transformation and a full on like dedication. And I, so I would say I truly found God um, in Austin at that church. That's amazing. It kind of sounds like it was meant to be too. Oh, it was. It absolutely was. It's such a beautiful um, story. Like when I think about it, it still honestly makes me emotional because I remember when I left that coffee um, date with her, I called my brother and I was just sobbing because I just knew like in my heart that that was supposed to happen. And I guess maybe in a sense, like I knew that there was a shift that was coming without really knowing it probably like just in my spirit but I like mentally was not aware yet and yeah it just really kind of sparked something inside of me that I didn't know was there right that's amazing I I just think sometimes people don't get it like that it's not that clear um sometimes and sometimes people can almost be like searching for God when it's like yes he's right there in front of you but they just don't see it though yes yeah you definitely I think that I was in such a space of, I was in such a place of need that Mm. I was, yeah, I was looking to, like, I was like, I know I need help. and I know I'm not in a good place. So like, I need to find that somewhere. That's amazing. That's amazing though, that you knew that and recognize that within yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are kind of stepping away from all the heaviness? (laughs) What are some of your hobbies? Um, Some of my hobbies, I really enjoy cycling. But not outdoors, like cycling studios. They're my favorite thing ever. I love it so much. Um, Definitely cycling and honestly just exploring Houston. I like finding new restaurants. I like trying out 
um, new coffee shops. So that's honestly where most of my tough free time goes. And I recently just started getting really into reading. So if I have any free time, I'm either at a coffee shop reading or at a cycling studio <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> and um, what is your go-to coffee order then? Oh, my go-to coffee order. Right now, it kind of changes, but right now it is an iced oat milk latte with one pump lavender and one pump vanilla. Lavender. Does that does that affect the taste at all? It definitely does. I think the I really like a strong lavender taste, but I know a lot of people don't, but the vanilla really counterbalances it really well and it tastes so good. Wow. Interesting. And do you just get, can you get that at like the grocery store? Cause I would definitely want to try that. <laughs> I don't know if you can, they do have lavender syrups at, on Amazon though. So you could cool. do it. I'm going to try that. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> it's so good. You have to try it. <laughs> Is there any projects that you're currently working on? This can be work, school. It can just be anything you're passionate about. Um, well, honestly, right now, so I'm, I'm newly engaged. So nice. congratulations. Thank you so much. So, um, I guess I would say a project that I'm working on is planning my wedding. Nice. <laughs> but, but I guess aside from that, as far as my page goes, I was in a creative rut for a while and I'm starting to kind of get back in the groove of things. And I've just gone inspired by many different pages and people. So I'm also kind of working on restructuring my page right now and finding creative ways to talk about my passions like makeup and skincare while also, you know, sharing my faith and encouraging people. Nice. That's amazing. Okay. So who inspires you and um, why? So why do these people inspire you? There's two people that I can think of. Um, One is definitely Lauren Daigle. I know I kind of spoke about her a little bit earlier, but Something that I've always just admired about her is one, how, how obedient she is, like just in her faith. I was listening to her podcast a while back and she took right when her career was like really starting to take off. She took a year break off of everything and just kind of had a year long sabbatical. And that, (laughs) that honestly is, I respect that so much because I can't even think of doing that. Like you're catching your momentum and you're really like about to, you're like on the brink of a huge success in your career. But if God tells you to stop, you just stop. Like I respect that so much. And you can just tell how connected she is. Like she's so close to God. Like you can just tell like they are best friends. And I just admire that so much. And she kind of like what I was talking about earlier about just um, just being yourself fully she is definitely somebody I think about when I talk about just being yourself because she she's just such a happy person she truly like spreads joy through her music and just her personality and she's just she's just herself and I just love that and then you said you had another person right yes I definitely another one is Sadie Robertson She's amazing. I don't know how else to really explain it. She's just, she's such a good speaker and she just has such an amazing story. And I just love the way that she uses her platform 
you know, because she really started on like Duck Dynasty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, I remember being like, wait, she's a reality star? I was so shocked at first. <laughs> yeah. And so kind of seeing um, just her use that platform, not for herself, but, you know, to serve God is just awesome. And um, I also listened to her podcast. She's amazing. And her her and her husband's story is so cool. I know they just had a baby. So very cool stuff. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Do you have any other final words, um, words of wisdom, quotes, or any final comments that you think is important for our readers to know? I guess I'll leave with a little bit of encouragement, kind of like what I talked about earlier. I've been something that I've really been thinking about is whenever people say like, just be yourself or just be you, you know, what does that really mean? And how, how do we actually step out and do that? And I actually, I'm going to check it because I wrote it down in my notes last night. So to me, just being you means loving and accepting myself enough to fully embrace who I am, no matter who is around. And just remembering that all of my insecurities and my weird quirks were not just created on accident. And that everything about me is so finely tuned and put together so delicately on purpose because I was created with a purpose. And I would just love to remind everyone that we're all made so beautifully different. And it's something that we should embrace and not hide. All right. Thanks, Michelle. And thanks to Clarissa for agreeing to be uh, interviewed here on our podcast. To check out Michelle's full interview with Clarissa, go to thewarcry.org or you can pick up an October edition of the Warcry magazine. That's going to be in this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the Warcry and Peer magazine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. See ya. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.